Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Fearless Business Podcast sharing with you the business behind running a business. We're your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Mary Clavier. Each week, we'll be bringing you great guests, insights from our experiences, and a behind-the-scenes look at all the topics you may be afraid to tackle in your business, but shouldn't be. So sit back, get comfy, and let's get started. Welcome to episode 69 of the Fearless Business Podcast. This is Jamie and I'm here with my co-host today, Mary. We are so excited to be coming to you because we are finally in iTunes. How do, can we insert some kind of celebration music here? <laughs> <laughs> or dance party. <laughs> oh my gosh. It only you know, it only took a few episodes and some some blood, sweat, and tears by producer Don trying to figure out all the technical difficulties we were having, but we are finally in business. And I feel like this is an excellent way to segue and it goes in line with our theme because we are talking this month all about visibility. And our first guest is our very good friend, Amanda Berlin, who we just met up with, didn't we, Mary? Yes, we did. Visibility is such an important topic and Amanda is a superstar around it. <laughs> She's ridiculous. And we're going to talk a little more about her biography a little later. She is a PR maven, though, and is going to talk all about pitching yourself. But I think there's other aspects to visibility. And you and I are good at those aspects. Well, you're really good at them because you make me go to all the things. <laughs> <laughs> I always tag you or text you, Jamie, we're going to this. I, I don't even think I ask you anymore. I'm just like, okay, we're going. That's literally what happens. So there'll be something. Mary and I are in a group called Dreamers Doers. That's uh, local to New York City, although they seem to be going all over the country, right? They and are, yeah. Stuff will pop up and I won't see it because I'm really bad at my notifications, but I'll get a little notice from Mary that just says Jamie Lieberman. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I'm going true. to this event. That's true. I don't even write anything with it. <laughs> Tag, let's go. But you're right. No, but the, the in-person stuff is so important. I think it makes such a difference in how we even behave in the online space. When we know people, when we see them in person and we make those deeper connections, it takes us so much farther in our business. No, you're absolutely right. Because I'm very much a person who likes to be around people 
talk to people. I like going to the conferences. I like the networking, but I also tend to get stuck behind my computer working furiously on all the things. So having you as my checkpoint, which is incredible, everybody needs a Mary who will be like, get out from your computer and come to this event with me and ignores me when I grumble. <laughs> I do ignore you when you grumble. Yeah, I'm used to it now. <laughs> You get, you get me. You realize my bark is far worse than my bite. Yeah. I'm sending you little hearts of love. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I mean, that's that's partially why we even do, why we go to the Hoboken Mom Entrepreneurs Group meetups, because it's so important to really meet other people. I mean, that's how I even met Amanda was through you and you told Amanda to come to the meetup. So, you know, I think it's, it's just done wonders for my business. So I'm sure other people can relate to that too. Yeah, for mine too. I mean, just being able to sit in a room full of like-minded people who may have completely different businesses, but our values all tend to be the same and we have similar goals. It's just, it's sort of that in-person touch that I think makes all the difference. It's I see it a lot at the conferences I go to because a lot of you know my clients in the hashtag legal practice are online entrepreneurs and they don't ever get to see any of their like tribe. And so I see it's like people running through a meadow of like <laughs> of like <laughs> flowers when they see each other sometimes only once a year. And that in-person connection, it definitely makes all the difference for sure. See, and in your case, they need to be able to see you to know that you're not scary. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, sometimes people hear me and they think, oh, that's still legal, still scary. But then when they meet, they realize I'm really goofy. And mm -hmm. so there's nothing scary. See? Yeah. And for me, you know, then I talk with pregnant women and I can just tell them all about underwear. Yes. And I love, I love when you introduce the underwear. <laughs> yes, it is funny. <laughs> every single time. <laughs> but I think it also gives you like we have two totally different businesses, right? Like I have a service-based business, you have a product-based business, but we both I feel like get the same amount of benefits from going to these events because it makes us think about our businesses in different ways. We meet people who may be able to help us in our business. I'm talking like people to hire or work with. Yeah. Like didn't you you work with a, a speaking coach and didn't you meet her at an oh, event? Oh yeah, Alyssa. Yeah, I met her from from an event from Dreamers Doers. I I mean, it's incredible how many people I've met, either worked with or have even helped with something else randomly, you know. It's so impactful. Yeah. I would agree. So this week, I'm pretty excited because we are talking. I got the chance to interview Amanda Berlin. I know. We're going to have to talk about that too. That I got to interview her? <laughs> yes. Sorry. I'm like, what, what am I going to do? I have to tell Jamie, next time we're going to draw straws. <laughs> I stole her. I legit you was like, her. I have Amanda. <laughs> And you're like, what What just happened? I'm like, she's scheduled like, what already. Just it's happened? too late. And, you know, and I'm like, I'm going to tell her we're going to draw straws. And then I was like, and I'm going to tell her it's not going to be those crappy little paper straws <laughs> that they give at the W now. <laughs> it's those metal reusable straws that we have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, I know. So Amanda, for a lot of people who are listening may not know, this is a very, very dear friend of both Mary and I. We actually have a little accountability group that we Mary we is Mary is the leader of she makes us check in she made me meet for many hours uh not long ago on a Friday afternoon to plan goals and if anybody has listened to this podcast they know I fear goal planning so uh somehow Mary made me do it 
And I'm um, the scary one now. It was worth it. It was I <laughs> I I told her I was like, thank you. And we have another date set in stone for a few months from now. So it was pretty amazing. So Amanda's a good friend of ours and we love her very much. And I stole her and I'm I'm not apologizing for it. <laughs> You're not sorry. No. Hashtag sorry, sorry, not, not sorry. sorry. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna read a little bit about Amanda so everybody can hear how amazing she is, and then we'll get to the interview. After more than a decade in the New York City public relations world, Amanda Berlin now uses her pitch powers for good. She helps entrepreneurs step into their presence, create a story that inspires others, and spread their message in the media. Amanda has created a library of template guides and trainings and works one-on-one with clients to guide them to strategic storytelling and media relations based on her 12 years of experience guiding strategy for major brands in the corporate world. Amanda and her clients have been featured in all types of media, from Business Insider to Entrepreneur on Fire, and from WNYW Fox 5 to Bustle.com. She's the host of the Empowered Publicity Podcast and loves arming soul-powered business owners with the ideas and skill set they need to go from hidden industry gem to recognizable, trusted expert. And now on to our interview. I am so excited to be here today with my very good friend, Amanda Berlin. Amanda, welcome to the show. Jamie, thank you so much for having me. I want you to know that you have the esteemed honor of being the very first guest interviewed on the Fearless Business Podcast. Oh my God, I'm cavelling. <laughs> You're the best. Yeah, well, so- I am. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a very emotional person. I am very honored. Thank you. Ah, thank you. I know we we have had that conversation because <laughs> I'm not. So <laughs> we're good yin yang. Well, when Mary and I decided that the theme of this month was going to be visibility, you were without a doubt the first person that jumped into my head because I feel like that's your mantra. It's what you do. Yeah. So why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself, what your background is, and what you do? Well, thank you so much for having me. And the fact that I'm the first guest on the Fearless Business Podcast is just incredible. So thank you. I'm honored. About me, I spent 12 years in the New York City PR agency world before I realized that my soul was dying. What well, was prior to, it was probably about three years before I finally left the industry that I realized my soul was dying. And now I use my publicity and visibility powers for good. I help entrepreneurs and small businesses get out there in front of the audiences that really need to hear from them. I help them be loud and it helps catapult their businesses forward because PR is really powerful and it's, you know, it's probably the most powerful visibility tactic because you're not paying for uh, representation like you are with an ad or something like that. You are earning that visibility and the audience recognizes that you have earned it. Someone gave you permission to be interviewed or featured somewhere. So that's what I do. I can dive into how I arrived at this work a little bit if you want more or we can move on. You lead. (laughs) I do want more. I do want to hear more, but I want to piggyback on something that you Mm -hmm. said, because that what you said about PR is so incredibly true. I accidentally stumbled upon that fact when I was quoted in an article and then the journalist who was quoting me came back to me about six hours later and said, hey, we'd really we're really interested in what you do in your law practice and we'd like to do a profile on you a day in the life. 
what that one article has done for me is unreal. And I couldn't have paid a dollar for it. I couldn't have orchestrated it better, even though I had nothing. It was completely accidental. And so I believe so strongly in the power of PR now because of that one article. And I I know and one of my goals in 2019 is to have an actual strategy <laughs> rather than waiting for people to just come find me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know how powerful that piece was for you because it really, I think one of the things that made it so powerful was that it reached your target audience exactly where they were with information that they were looking for. And it also made you even more searchable too. You became known for as the person in your space to be an expert in what you're an expert in. I think too, that when there is an intention to be out there and to be contributing to the conversation in your space, as you have over the years, despite, you know, as you say, maybe not having a strategy, even though you have been out there, these opportunities find you through these kind of circuitous, inexplicable ways. You know, I know that you're not that woo. <laughs> I'm a little <laughs> bit woo. <laughs> it's the energy of putting yourself out there that creates the energy of it coming back to you in sometimes inexplicable ways. I actually, so I am not woo like as much, but I, I really do believe that. I truly yeah. believe that if you are open to it and that if you sort of are just out there doing your thing, it comes. Yeah. Um, and which is how I approach when I go to conferences, when I meet people, it's very much like something may or may not come. It may come tomorrow. It may come in a year. I might just meet a new friend, but it just always works out. That's what happened with this. But I do believe that I need, and a lot of people need more of a strategy with that because, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it does need a little bit of a nudge. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. And you need to start, you know, if we're going to talk a little bit about strategy, you need to start with what your goals are because different outreach, different media does different things for a business. That placement in Digiday, right? Was Is that yes. the one you're referring to? Uh -huh. Yeah. That placement happened to reach deep into the niche that you wanted to speak to and it activated them. You know, whether we could have prescribed that that would have happened or not, I don't know, but that worked in that way. So now you know. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> by the same token, and, you know, if we had gone out with some kind of strategy that wasn't based on your goal to bring people into the business and was just based on like, I just want to raise awareness or I just want to be seen more, then there are different things that that we would have done. So how do you go about setting those goals? It's really a conversation. It's it's really about looking at what you want the business to do, whether you want to sell more, whether you want more clients, whether you just want to be known more, whether you want to be booked on more stages, you know, what it could be any number of things. And like I said, different tactics can then be employed to bring those opportunities to you. So you're saying we have to think about our long-term mission. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I am guilty of not really being a great planner, but I find that just, you know, kind of visioning a little bit and having a conversation with someone on the outside, like myself, it's easy to kind, it's easy for me to see where you can go with your visibility based on even just an inkling of what you want to do in the business. 
having you in my life, and I, I say this, I cannot say this sincerely enough, has been invaluable. <laughs> and you, it really has, I mean, you're so smart, and you have just opened my eyes to so many things I never would have thought of. Um, and so I agree with that, finding a really good person who's an expert, <laughs> and who knows what they're talking about, but also can sort of understand your business is great. But I feel like that leads into your your backstory, and how you mm-hmm. got where you are, because you were sort of in your own head on that one, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, certainly. So when I, like I said, my, you know, my soul was dying in the corporate world for several years and I'm probably not alone in that feeling, but I just didn't know what I was going to do. And I, I knew I wanted to leave. I knew I wanted to quote unquote, do my own thing. And I had been feeling that way from like almost the beginning of my career. And my dad wisely put the bug in my ear, like, you should probably stay and like get some experience. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, I think, (laughs) Yeah, I think that's wise. I always had that entrepreneurial bug and I was taking freelance work on the side of my regular job and all of this, but I really was broken down in the corporate world because of the culture in the company that I worked for. And I didn't realize that at the time. I thought that I hated the work. I literally, when I got let go mercifully from that job, I was like, this is bunk. I am never going back to communications again again, I want out. I'm just going to go like figure something else out. And I did all these different things. I did fitness instruction. I studied to be a life coach in this like long-term nine month, you know, in-depth certification, which was great. I had all these different mentors and I, and I thought I wanted to do all of those like self-improvement, self-development things because they had helped me so much. I kind of put them on the pedestals. Like this is what I have to do now. I was shooting myself in the foot because I was not utilizing utilizing any of my business skills, <laughs> the business acumen that I had accrued in the, in the corporate world. I was, you know, I literally was like, I never want to look at that again. I never want to do that again. And it didn't occur to me that like, actually, that's an essential skill to build a business is the PR work that I had done all those years. And then the chips were really down for me when I realized that I was a, you know, I was a breadwinner for a family and about to have a baby and needed to to figure out like, okay, what are you actually doing here that's going to, <laughs> to support your child? <laughs> and I I came back to communications almost begrudgingly and had this epiphany though that this was a skill that not everyone is good at, not everyone can do and comes really easily to me and that I could actually feed my soul and feed my family by using this skill to support people who are doing good in the world and doing, you know, building businesses that are passion based and that they have a you know personal philosophy behind. So that's how I came to find my business and then being visible too especially through challenging times personally was just absolutely it was horrifying. It was really difficult to imagine putting myself out there as I was dealing with being a new parent, as I was going through a relationship turmoil and I just muscled my way through until I realized realized that, you know, until I I fought my way through those personal challenges and felt like I could be visible. And then I was given amazing opportunities as I made more stake in the ground choices in my life and my business. I was supported along the way by, you know, people giving me opportunities, by connections that I was making. They were like universal winks that like you're (laughs) on the right track. I love that. I love that. Your story is so similar to mine. 
Because when I was, you know, I worked in similar aspect as you. I worked in big law, which crushed my soul. And then I went and worked for the government, which ended my soul. (laughs) (laughs) And I left the law for a short amount of time because I thought there's no way I could do this. But one of the reasons why I think you resonate so much with me is for the same reason. You're like, no, I I love being a lawyer, but I'm going to do it on my terms. Yeah. And I feel like that's exactly what you've done with your business as well. So I know you work with clients in a lot of different ways. Um, One-on-one, you do group settings. What are some of like the fundamental mistakes that you see people making when they're attempting to sort of get the strategy in place or they say, okay, I'm ready. I want to try to become more visible. Mm -hmm. So one of the fundamental mistakes I see people make that's so baseline that we need to understand is that when you're approaching someone, whether it's, you know, an influencer who you want to collaborate with or a media outlet that you want to be featured in, when you're approaching someone, you have to approach them with an idea, with a simple call to action. That if it's anything wishy-washy or anything that, you know, isn't immediately clear to them how you fit into their wider editorial plan or their wider vision for what they're doing, then it's going to be a no because they just can't see it. You might be amazing, but if you're not giving them something that they can really wrap their head around and work with and move forward with, then they, they're just not going to get how you fit into their content enough so that you can you know, get an opportunity and be featured. The notion, like the simple mantra is that it's not about you, it's about an idea. So you need to approach people with an idea. So it it could be something as straightforward as like, here is a piece that I could write for your magazine, or it could be, you know, a little bit looser, in terms of like, I love what you're doing. Can we get on the phone? Because I have a couple of ideas that, you know, about how I could support your effort or something like that. How do you do that research? If I have a great idea, for example, of something Mm -hmm. I think I'd be amazing to do, how do I even know who to get in touch with or whether or not it would fit in with their, with their vision or their needs? So I actually like approaching it in the opposite way. So I like looking at the media and the opportunities that are out there and then asking yourself, how can I contribute to this in a meaningful way? I would put the ideas second. I would look at where you want to be and then figure out how you can contribute there. Oh, that's good advice. I never would have thought of that. When you're doing that, is there a specific avenue you think? So a number of our our listeners are either in the influencer space or they're entrepreneurs who offer services or possibly products. How does someone sort of sit down and say like, where where do I even go depending on what my business is? Or who do I, where do I even start? Everybody wants to be on Good Morning America, right? But I feel like that might be a little bit aiming high. So how do we start manageably? (laughs) Well, for something like a Good Morning America or the Today Show or any national broadcast, you have to, there. I mean, there's like an alchemy that happens with those. It's never a straight, you know, there's never a formula for getting on any of those shows. Like either you're plucked from obscurity because you had something that went viral and all of a sudden you're a celeb. Like I noticed you recently spoke at a conference where one of the speakers was the guy that sang the song Home with his daughter on YouTube Yeah, and it went viral (laughs) and they're like so adorable and talented and I'm sure amazing. But like, that was a fluke. That was like, a. I think unless there was something calculated behind it, it seemed like, you know, that that was just like an amazing happenstance for them. So anyway, my point is that you either need to 
work your way up to a national placement, which is probably the case for many of us as experts. We need to be featured locally and and work our way up to being featured nationally, or you need to do something that just takes the nation by storm. (laughs) I, I love that you said that because I really do think people don't realize what a fluke going viral really is. (laughs) And I do, I have loads of clients who it's happened to. They're often, I would say 99% of them are so taken aback. (laughs) They don't even know what's happening. They're like, how did this happen? Is this real? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I think that's incredibly important. So is starting locally really the way to go? Yeah. So, I mean, I want to get back to your original question, which is like, how do you even decide, how do you even figure out where to go originally? Yeah. I think local is such a great opportunity for so many of us, particularly if, and I don't know, you know, how many of your listeners are brick and mortar business owners, but going local for a brick and mortar business owner is absolutely essential because your audience needs to be local. They need to be able to come into your shop or or whatever. That points to the notion that there are different tactics that are essential for different types of businesses. If you if your goal is to get a, you know, get a client to buy into a higher priced program or something that or even a higher priced product that you offer, then you really want to go deep into niche media like podcasts or online blogs. That that really speak very directly to your niche because those are audiences that are most likely to act. And those are also more intimate, particularly podcasts, more intimate mediums where the audience really feels like they're connected to you because you're literally in their ear. So um, so those are good medium media for that. The idea that I'm kind of driving at here is that you need to, again, it comes back to the goal. What is your goal? Is it to sell a product? Is it to launch a book? Uh, you know, if you're launching a low price product like a book, you could do more mass market media because it's not a huge investment and people will take a chance on, you know, a $12.99 book. <laughs> so, so when you look at where to start, you still want to go back to that question of what is my goal and then reach out to someone like me who can help you figure out what is the right tactic to pursue that goal goal. And I gave you some, you know, some hints. That's wonderful. Do you also help people with the goal setting? Because I think Uh goal setting is really intimidating for I mean, look, it's intimidating for me. When someone says goals, I curl up in a fetal position and cry in the corner. Um, And so (laughs) yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible at it. And so it's, it's sort of one of those things where is that something that you help people do as well? Yeah. So you know, for me, like, that falls in the category of something that has always been really easy for me. And it goes along with I just generally being able to identify for my clients what's important to them. And when we start talking, if I sense that like, it's really important to you to, you know, build your platform and be seen on a wider scale than you are already seen, then that's your goal. Like we can just pull that out of our conversation and and run with it. If I can tell that you really, uh, you know, that you're launching a new high-priced consulting program or something and it's your goal to drive people's interest in that, then we take it and run with it. It's very easy. It's not intimidating kind of goal setting like you and I 
I will, you know, that causes us to have a panic attack. <laughs> it, 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 I, I like when you frame it that way because people say the word goal and I, I really do run in the other direction. Yeah, it's, it's more like, let's phrase it as let's figure out what's most important to you. <laughs> I like that. You make everything manageable, Amanda. <laughs> so you have also, I, I want to uh, tell everybody because we haven't even mentioned this yet. You also have a podcast and I, mm-hmm. I was a guest on the podcast, which is how we met. Yes. Uh, tell everybody about your podcast. And then I, I we have to tell our meeting story. It's a meet. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It is totally. Um, my podcast is called Empowered Publicity. And I talk to influencers and entrepreneurs who have done a great job of being visible despite whatever fears they may have had. And we kind of dissect what they did to earn the visibility that they've achieved. And we also talk about, I kind of put myself and them on the spot by asking always what's next for you and if there was anything that we could brainstorm in the moment to get them the next level of visibility that they're looking for. So that's always kind of exciting. I also do on-air coaching calls, which I invite anyone listening to pop on over and apply for. We could do a session on air where I give you ideas and direction on being more visible. And I also do solo shows really kind of based every week on or every other week based on uh, something that happened with a client. And I I really need like in the moment inspiration for those. So literally, I'll, I'll have client sessions during the day and ask myself, okay, what was like the overarching theme today? And I'll do a show on that. Yeah, no, I, I was I was in that hot seat. <laughs> and it was fantastic. It really did make me think um, and was incredibly helpful. But the, the funniest story about Amanda and I before I, I feel like we have to tell the story is we're neighbors, but we were introduced by Maggie Patterson, who has her own podcast. And she is phenomenal. And she said, you guys should meet. And so we get on a call in order to do your podcast. And we realize not only are we neighbors, but our children are in the same school. And we did not know that nor did we, had we ever met. And so it was one of the craziest, smallest worlds because Ma- Maggie, we live in New Jersey and Maggie lives in Canada. So it took, <laughs> it took a Canadian to bring us together. That's um, amazing. And, we well, and also there's the coincidence, which maybe is more meaningful to me than to you, but your husband's cousin yes. was my very first friend when I moved to the town that I grew up in. And my mom was so tickled because she was like, there's this girl who lives around the corner and you don't even have to cross the street to get to her house. She's your new friend. <laughs> and your cousin was one of my first mom yes. friends. Yes. <laughs> yes. I always forget those two. It's so yep. funny. Yeah. So we definitely, uh, we go, we, we go way back without even knowing we went way back. I love it. I it was too. meant to be. So I want, we have one final question before you go, and it actually ties in really beautifully to what you ask on your podcast. And we are going to be asking this of every person who comes on. So anybody in the future, you can prepare now. What is something that you used to fear in your business, but you don't anymore? Um, I used to fear being in business. <laughs> That's a good question. That's I a good answer. I was just what? That's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I used to fear being in business because like I said, I started my business without really a clear vision of what I was going to be doing. And I was kind of like poking around in the dark for a while, trying all these things. And also, as I mentioned, really 
shouldering a pretty heavy burden, having a child, being the breadwinner, and just knowing that I it was all up to me to make it happen. And there were moments where I was like, you know, <laughs> it's kind of you know mean to myself. It was like, well, do you want to go back to the cubicle? Is that what you want? <laughs> <laughs> I have and those I moments. Like, no, I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> hashtag so no more cubicle. fuck up and do it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, hashtag no more cubicle. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, you know, I think for a lot of years, I was in that space of like, you know, just kind of white knuckling it through entrepreneurship, knowing that I wasn't going, I wasn't going to go back to the cubicle. I wasn't, I wasn't prepared to do that. So I needed to figure this out. And it took me a while to get out of that like fear phase of like, I don't know, is this working? Is it not working? Like, I wish it was doing more. And I will say that, you know, maybe hand in hand with that, with that fear goes the fear of investing in my business, because I didn't have a lot of money coming in in the beginning. But yet, I knew that that I was all in with this. And so I also knew that I needed to make investments in consultants and experts that could help me along. And that was probably the scariest thing that I ever did was invest probably two months revenue in, uh, you know, in a coach for an entire year. And that really, I mean, like, massively catapulted me forward. So I'd say secondary to the fear of just being in business and, you know, kind of white knuckling it through those lean initial years was investing in my business because, you know, it really puts a stake in the ground. It sends a huge message and, but it's very scary at first. I would like Dawn to put in some like applause in the background because this is like, (laughs) this is literally my soapbox. I was like, you got to have line items. You got to have budget. You have to invest money in those things like coaches and legal and design and accountants. And, you know, it's important. Like you, you have to treat your business that way. And sometimes it means it's going to be a little bit tight, but I, I couldn't agree with that more. So thank you so much. Thank you for coming on and providing such amazing insight about visibility. You gave such great great actionable tips. Um, So please tell everyone where they can find you. Well, thank you so much for having me. I would love to hear from anyone who found this useful. You can find me at amandaberlin.com. You can just go over to the contact page and email me there or um, reach out to me on social media, on Instagram. I'm at Amanda Gale Berlin. My middle name is G-A-I-L. And on Facebook, Amanda Berlin, facebook.com slash Amanda Berlin. So you can connect with me there too. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being out there doing the work that you're doing too. I'm I'm thrilled that, you know, that I have you as a resource and also I feel heartened that you are doing the work that you're doing out there. Oh, this is the best love fest ever. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, that was awesome. Amanda gives so many great tips around publicity and pitching yourself and just how to get more visibility. I loved it. She's a rock star. And she does it from such a good place. Like I love that my favorite thing about Amanda is that she uses her powers for good. That resonates with me a lot because I sort of feel the same way. And so that that made me very, very, very excited. So yeah, yeah, we were thank you for everybody for listening for all the information that Amanda talked about. You can find it in our show notes. And you can finally find us on iTunes and Stitcher (laughs) and everywhere you find podcasts. So please subscribe. Leave us 
us an awesome review. You'd warm our hearts and we'd love you forever. We will anyway, but still. Thanks so much (laughs) and we'll see you in two weeks. Thanks for listening. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and share this podcast. Reviews are amazing too. Visit fearlessbusinesspodcast.com for more information. If you'd like to connect with Jamie, visit hashtag-legal.com. And if you'd like to connect with Mary, visit thetransitionscollective.com. Thanks so much and we'll see you next time. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.